All right, we're going. I don't know if this is going to be the first one I post, but this is the first recording I'm doing for my new podcast. It's called the This Isn't Organized Podcast because why? Because self explanatory, it's not organized because I'm Josh, I'm Ellie. I'm Ben Twite. Uh, Ben's my first guest. Well, I don't know if this is the first one that goes up again. But you see, I'm not organized straight up, and that's how it kind of is. Um, I'm going to be talking about like sports, life, food, other things. Um, first topic today, I'm talking with Ben here because Ben knows it's college football. Yes, sir. Um, we're going to be talking about college quarterbacks and their um, draft prospects. Um, well, first things first, do you want to go through the top ones or the others? Let's go through the others first. Okay, that's a good idea. All right, we're going to go through the others. My list have to change a little bit because of breaking news today. Um, we'll go through the others. We'll start with um, just kind of in order of how I have them here. And I got the, these um, off the WalterFootball.com website, which they're solid, finding stuff. I don't know. Um, the first guy they had is Kellen Mond. And this is a guy I've been hearing who he might declare, which I think would be a horrible decision because he's not that good. I mean, he's kind of fun to watch. Like, Ben, when you, when you think of Kellen Mond as an NFL, not college, because college is, is decent. NFL, though. Um, what do you think about old Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M? I think Kellen Mond is, I mean, the, the NFL is becoming more of a mobile. Mm-hmm. So you've got your Lamars, you've got your Josh Allens, you know. Um, he's, he is a mobile-type quarterback, but I do not like his pocket passing. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, so I think that's what's going to hurt him if he does declare for the NFL draft. Yeah, and um, I was kind of looking just random with my very untrained eye, um, just looking at just highlights of Kellen Mond. I don't know, man. His release just weirds me out. Like I know I shouldn't judge quarterbacks on releases because every quarterback has their own release, and if it, his is like it's compact, it's okay. But there's just sometimes where it just looks so awkward and the ball just comes out so bad where I'm just like my goodness I mean as a runner he's amazing like I feel like he should make it the NFL just because he can run um but there are some nights where it's like he has like like Rogers is one of his wide receivers like 6'3 he's just like oh I have a 6'3 guy I'll throw it in your direction and Rogers would have to be like I'll have to go jump and get it again which I mean it works out in college but in the NFL you can't do that well, and did you watch his Clemson game? Yes. Not good. Exactly. Not good. And if, if you want to get to the NFL, a good team to play against is Clemson. That's mm-hmm. what Burrow goes up against on Monday night. And, yeah, Mon did not yeah. handle that challenge very I'm well. I'm so ready for that game. And I have a class that goes from 6 to 8.30 on Monday. And I'm sad. Um, that, that is a big sad. Yeah. I might try and weasel my way out that last half hour. I mean, you didn't hear that. I'm a very respectable student. <laughs> um, next guy, some random guy they had um, was James Morgan out of FIU. He's 6'4", 213. Um, I mean, he's like the prototypical size, and he can like move-ish. I mean, have you seen any of James Morgan? I have guys? not. Actually. Okay. Yeah, because from the stuff I watch, he's like, eh. And as a guy coming out of FIU, if you want to be drafted, you should be, like, a standout. And, like, his stats weren't even, like, he had, like, just passed for just over 2,500 yards. He had 14 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, and 13 games. So that's, like, those aren't standout numbers. If you want to be come out of a small school, you got to either just be super, like, physical, or he just has to put up amazing stats, and he was neither. Um, Nate Stanley. This is one where... 
I have no idea. Represent. I know. Honestly, I like Stanley, but there's just sometimes where I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, can't blame you. Can't blame you. That's a pro style team in yeah. college. Very, very rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, Big Ten does it more than most Power Five teams, but that is a pro style team. They crank out tight ends like nobody's business. He's good with those. It's just whether he can adjust to having a more receiver heavy load mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, there are some times where, like, he looks like Big Ben, where it's, like, it's taking, like, all all people to tackle him, and he still, like, gets up and throws. But I don't know. Like, he's a big dude. Like, he's 6'4", 242. I feel like he's bigger than that. Um, but, like, there's just sometimes, and I think it's his release that's a little long, where sometimes the ball just, like, doesn't come out right for a big guy like him, where it's, like, I feel like he could have thrown that a lot harder and just kind of, like, meh, and he gets knocked down or something. I don't know. That's a guy where I feel like he'd be a solid backup. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, he's smart. He's good. He's tough. But I don't know. He just doesn't have the arm. I mean, maybe if he fixes his mechanics, but. That's that's a very big maybe. Yeah. Next guy. Guy I'm sad about because I thought he had, he, well, he had so much potential. And then he had Kevin Sumlin who tried to make him a passer instead of a runner. You have Khalil Tate out of Arizona. Um. I'll let you take this real quick. Cause I'll just be sad about Khalil Tate for well, a few he, seconds. Uh, he won't be drafted as a quarterback, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. He can get away with it with Lamar because Lamar fixed some stuff, but yikes. Yeah, Khalil Tate is not going to play quarterback for any team in the mm-hmm. National Football League. Loved his uh, his speed, though. Yeah. So um, that's what teams are going to want to draft him for is his breakaway speed on those long runs that I know you love to watch oh, over yeah. and over. Yeah, it's awesome. Like. The fact that as a quarterback, he's running away from DBs. Like, not just like, oh, he's got some space and they can't catch up. He's, like, pulling away from them. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. So, like, the athleticism is there. And he's 6'2", 215. And there's some runs where he's, like, bowling over guys. So, honestly, if you can convert him into a running back, I don't think he'd be that bad. As a passer, I mean, the stuff I have, his deep ball touch was actually pretty good. But for literally anything else, it was awful, which... You can't do that. You right. can't just go, I'm going to throw a... It's not Madden where you can just throw four verticals every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, is kind of sad because I thought, man, if he could have gotten a coach that had used him properly, could have been better. But, I mean, maybe we'll see Khalil Tate like as a solid... Like, what's a Taysom Hill role? And I'm just sad because, again, I really like Khalil Tate, even though he terrorized my Washington Huskies. <laughs> All right, the other side... This is one where, like, small school, if you got, like, this, it's either the physical tools or if you um, got the stats. And this guy, it's a random dude, Case Cookus, um, 6'5", 235, senior out of northern Arizona. Threw for 4,114 yards, 31 touchdowns, 7 interceptions in 12 games. And so, I mean, Ben's just looking at me because he's never heard of this guy. I've never heard of this Are guy. Are they FBS? They're FCS. Okay, yeah. that, that would be why. Yeah, this is an FCS guy. Same with the guy... Uh, the next three guys um, or next two guys after Case here but I mean looking at Case's stuff I mean this looks like a guy that's like a solid project guy to have because I mean he puts up the stats and he he could move a little bit and when I watched them around like he was looking for contact which isn't the best thing to do as a quarterback but you know that's what Wentz did yeah, in college exactly and we see Wentz now getting beat up all the time <laughs> and I see uh, Case Cook is here like he's a big dude and he had a pretty good arm 
Just one random highlight I'll just bring up has nothing to do with him as a quarterback. I saw him do a quick kick. Did you really? Yeah, I saw it. It landed at the one. As in, it just, you know, there's no returner, so it just kind of rolls. But hey. So Belichick needs to be on the watch. Then. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. This, this is the next Tom Brady in, like, the seventh round, and then we'll be sad when the Patriots... Never mind. Let's move on. Yikes. Uh, another guy, uh, FCS, Jacob Kip. Or maybe the N is silent. Maybe it's Nip. Anyways, he's 6'4", 218 from Northern Colorado. Um, that's the guy where it's, like, kind of the physical things, and... His deep ball is really, really good. Like, I wrote deep ball check. Like, a bunch of his deep balls were just really fantastic. The mechanics weren't that bad. Like, you see some quarterbacks where they just rely on their arm. Where, like, him, he'd, like, he'd start out left, then he'd move right, and he'd point his feet to the right. And, like, he reset really well. But, nah, I don't know. Some random dude in northern Colorado. The next guy, I'll let you talk about. Because you've seen him. Francois. Yeah, that's, uh... There's a name for it. He started at Florida State. Yep. And then couldn't, yeah, Florida State's just in a bad, bad place right now. Yeah. And then Mike Norvell, though, I like that higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, no, DeAndre Francois, I think if he hadn't gotten injured, what was that, that Alabama game? Yeah. Yeah, if he hadn't gotten injured, he would have had so much in front of him, so much potential in front of him. Um, I like his mobility, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the... The stats might scare away some people, but the film would help them out. It's yeah. Intensity. Yeah. Ben mentioned the stats. It's a uh, 2000. He just threw for over just to, over 2000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 14 interceptions in 12 games at Hampton. Um, I mean, he's decent size, 6'2", 205, and his arm is pretty good. Like there were some throws where I watched where he threw across, like across the hash that were on time on the point. And there weren't like lobs. They were zipped in there. And I still remember this one random highlight when he was still at Florida State where, like, he, I think it was at a sorority house. He was, like, in the courtyard, and he, like, threw it up and over out of the courtyard. Oh, over the pike house? Yeah. Yeah, It was, like, I'm, like, That's a thing down there. Exactly. Jameis did that his freshman year, and everybody made a big deal about it. Yeah. That's not something that a typical person can do. Exactly. And, like, and Francois, he throws it, like, it seems pretty effortless. Effortless. You say it. Effortless, yeah. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um... But, I mean, yeah, just the injuries is caught up to him, which is kind of sad. At least he did okay at Hampton. Next guy, old Kelly Bryant at Missouri. Um, you know, for as much of a headline as he was leaving Clemson, he wasn't very much after the they were, what, 6-0 and to start the year? Yeah. And then they totally, totally, totally fell apart. Actually, 5-1. and Because they five lost to one. Wyoming on the road. I yeah. That. But, I mean, I mean, he's a tough dude. He's a good enough arm, I guess. But, like, he's got a release where, like, the ball drops. It's kind of like Russell Wilson kind of still struggles with it, like the baseball thing where, like, the ball drops below, like, his chest and everything. Um, accuracy, eh. Again, this is the guy where it's like he could come in and be a camp arm, but honestly, he might just float around the league on practice squads. Probably. All right. That's, yep. that's Have you heard about this last guy? Mason Fine? Yes. A little bit. Little okay. A little bit. Mason Fine. I honestly only heard of him because there's this YouTuber I can't think of right now, but, like, he did um, college football, NCAA 14, like, franchise. Or not franchise. Um, Dynasty. Dynasty, thank you. And um, he picked North Texas, and he took North Texas to the national championship and won his first year with Mason Fine. And I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see if Mason Fine's actually good in real life until he's out he is. Uh, Mason Fine, his senior year. 
just over 3,000 yards, 29 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. He's small, 5'11", 190. Yeah, and his mechanics, yeah, his mechanics are kind of off. Where, like, he threw some deep balls, which he throws, like, with great timing. The ball's pretty accurate, and he goes through his reads. And he's fairly mobile, but he, he's a passer, which is pretty good, where he's not just relying on his legs. But, man, his mechanics are so bad. Like, there's one, it was, like, a, it was an RPO, and then he, it was, like, a post. It's a skinny post to the left side. And the ball came out, and it was a duck. It was, like, on time, perfect. It was beautiful. Like, it got there, but it was like, oh, my gosh. It just looked like he was throwing to, like, a 30-mile-per-hour wind because the ball was just bleh, 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 bleh. Something, like, I would throw. Disgusting. Yeah, 3,000 yards is no joke at all. Exactly. And I'm, I think his junior, he threw for, like, 3,500. Like, he's been... Then again, that might be a product of the system, but... Well, and they wrecked Arkansas last year, too. Exactly, that's true. He played decent against Arkansas. So that's a guy where... He's a small, scrappy guy where he might get on a team, and he might be fun in the preseason against third stringers where you just, like, go run around and make plays, but in, like, an actual offense, uh, keep him in the pocket, make him make good throws. I mean, his mechanics are just really bad. It's mostly his feet because he just threw with his arm a lot, which, I mean, again, on the RPO, sometimes you have to make a quick decision, but, like, man, sometimes he wouldn't even step. it just, like, all arm, and that's just disgusting. Well, that's enough of the Mason finds of the world. Let's get to the big guns. Um, you want to go one to eight or eight let's, to one? Let's, let's work out. All right, we're gonna go eight to one, and this is just in no particular order. Well, this is kind of in the best order that uh, again this website WalterFootball.com had, but in my opinion, I might switch it up. Um, so this one, number eight, and this one I had him in others because I didn't know if he was gonna declare or not, and then he did. Good old Jake Fromm from Georgia. Um, I'll let you talk to him because I know. Love, love, love Jake Fromm. Still can't believe what happened. It was actually two years ago today, that national championship game against Alabama. So can't believe what happened then, but look how far he's come. He's second in school history in passing touchdowns and passing yards to Aaron Murray, four-year starter. That's not a bad name to be with. You know, that, that means he beat Stafford, who came out of Georgia about – what, 10, 12 years mm-hmm. ago? So I, I love this kid. He makes good throws. And the number one word I keep hearing about Jake Fromm is poise. Mm-hmm. You never see him crack under pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Fromm, I mean, I watched QB1. I know Ben, you watch QB1 also. And uh, Fromm is featured in season one. And you just see it there, like, it's Fromm, like, even in tough situations. All right, guys, let's go, let's go. We got it. A super tough dude. Um, he's fairly mobile considering. Um, um, his arm isn't like the top arm, but it's it's good enough for the NFL. Um, he's got the accuracy. He's got the poise. My one thing, it's just kind of, I don't know what it is. And I guess it's just like this random narrative. There's, and sometimes he has a dud or two, which I mean, everybody has. But it seems like it comes up in like a really important game. Like, the national championship game against Alabama, like, he played good the first half. The second half, he kind of faltered. Um, Again, Alabama the next year and the SEC championship game. And then this year against LSU, just an absolute dud. The South Carolina one. And that then, was one of the worst throws yeah. I ever saw him make. Yeah, was the, that pick six. Pick six. And then the game after also was the Kentucky game. But then, again, the weather was so bad. But, I mean, so, Ben, what say you about – 
big game Jake or not so big game Jake, this narrative that in big games, even though he's really, really poised, which I, I believe also that big game comes up, he just kind of just disappears. Big game, I think he needs a lead. He's used to having running back talent around him, so the NFL GMs have to make sure that they have that for him too. Because you think about it, freshman year, he had Chubb, Michelle, and Swift. Swift, he's now had for three years. And I think they had five or six running backs score a rushing touchdown this year Mm -hmm. or something insane like that. So he's used to having a lot of weapons in the backfield where he doesn't have to throw so much, which is why his yards are so down compared to everybody else on the top of this list. But um, I think he's... I think he's fine. I think he'll be fine. You give him a good coach, good system, um, maybe let him ride behind somebody for a year, mm-hmm. like, which is pretty typical. And, yeah, I think he'll do just fine in the NFL. Yeah. Is from is he going in the – I guess maybe I should ask this later, but I'll ask it now. Is he going in the first round? That is – that probably is one of the best questions we're going to hear in the draft is how many quarterbacks are going in the first round. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a quarterback draft like it was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, it depends on who wants him, who needs him. I think yes. As for where, probably mid to late, so like early 20s. Yeah. Is where I would put him. You know, I'm going to write that now again. I'm not organized. That's the name of the podcast. I'm going to write down for later, we're going to talk about fits. For each player. So you can say like a position, but don't say like a team yet. An NFL team. We'll yeah. get to that later. Um, yeah, for me, from he he's not... If you put like tiers for quarterbacks coming out in the draft, he's like probably the top of tier two. Um, where it's like he's not going to come in. He You couldn't just throw him into a trash situation. He'd like make you a solid NFL team. Um, but if you got a solid, if you got a good enough team around, you've got some pieces. Again, this isn't one where it's like a Jared Goff where you need like all kinds of weapons around him for help. Right. And then he looks good. This is one it's like he'll be good, and he could get you to the playoffs, um, and win you a few games there. That's what I think with Fromm. And again, I've just liked him since like watching the QB one um, documentary and also the national championship where they should have won and. The Tua looked off the safety, and also the guy bit on the double move on second and twenty, second but on uh, on or whatever, yeah, you know, I don't remember details. Like stuff like that happens, and it just kind of like fades from my mind. Like tangent, Seahawks Super Bowl against the Patriots. Like I remember, what was it? There was a question on this radio show that I was listening to. It was like, what's like the one of the worst moments in Seattle sports history? And they're going. They're talking about these other things, and they talk about oh the Super Bowl, and it's like oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's not because we don't. Well, we don't. It's not that we don't acknowledge it. We know what happened. It's just that, you know, when you have an emotionally scarring situation, and you either like it holds you for the rest of your life, or you just like blank out and forget about it. That's one of those, and it's, that's the same with the Alabama Georgia national championship, where I just kind of the details just kind of flood fuzz away, and I get sad when they get brought up. Like, when Ben brings up, it was not just second and 20. Second and 26. After a sack. Exactly. Four verticals. Gutsy call. Exactly. Um, We'll move on so I'm not just staring off into sadness in the distance. (laughs) The next guy is a good old Jalen Hurts. Played Alabama and who was watching as Jake Fromm at Battle of Tua. Um... Stats-wise, Hurts put up great stats. 
3,851 yards, 32 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. And he rushed for like over 1,000 yards. Another like bajillion touchdowns rushing. Um, finished second in the Heisman. Um, I mean, compared to when he was at Alabama, he's a much better thrower. I mean, I guess granted when he came in in relief of two in the SEC championship game against Fromm. Oh, they all connect. Um, Hurts on like those two drives in the fourth quarter looked really, really good. But I mean, there's still sometimes where it's like he has like a two yard check down and he throws it at the foot of his running back. It's like, ugh, ugh. And you just kind of wonder what happened. And it's honestly, his mechanics are still working. So, Ben, do you say he's on an upward trajectory where he get him into a, a scheme or with a team where he doesn't have to play right away, he can keep working up, he can be good? Or is this one where it's like, it's just never going to, he's never going to put it together? You know, as much as I loved him, and you remember this, because I kept saying Hurts for Heisman yes. all year. Yes. After week one, my goodness, yes. that was my bandwagon until, uh, well, pretty much the end. Yes. But, uh, no, I love Hurts. I don't think many other people love Hurts as much as I do. So I don't think he'll get the chance to really fully flesh out, as most people would think, for his, the numbers that he put up. Um, and maybe that's just Lincoln Riley. You mm-hmm. know, Lincoln Riley is, in my opinion, he's one of the top two, maybe even the best coach in the United States, period. Yeah. So, you know, is it Lincoln Riley's coaching ability is it the scheme that he was in where you have a lot of pass run options instead of run pass options Mm -hmm. you know who knows so converting to the nfl is pretty hard and i think it might be hardest on the top of this list for jalen hurts yeah and i mean there's just even with the improved mechanics and everything which i still feel like they could improve more there's just the zip isn't there on the ball sometimes like he makes you know like the timings there the accuracy is improved but the zip just isn't there like Against LSU, he was trying to make throws, and they just weren't getting to the receivers. Where, like, in comparison, like, the backup came in Spencer Rattler for, like, the final, like, random drive. Um, He threw only, like, he only got one pass off. But, man, it got to the receiver in a hurry. I'm like, oh, that's just, it's just a noticeable difference. Or, again, I'm an untrained eye compared to the other people. Ben's an untrained eye compared to other people. But, like, we've watched so, we've watched so much football. Where, like, even us... Who, who, like, if you tried to make us, like, a coordinator in the NFL, we'd actually, like, get sunk because we don't have the experience. We've seen enough throws where it's, like, Jalen Hurts is, like, it's, it's, you got, like, plus arms, minus arms. He's, like, a, he's a minus arm. Yeah. kind of sucks. Deep outs are not there. Oh, yes. Ugh. But, I mean, again, tough guy, smart guy. Um, the way he handled it, like, at Alabama, and like with the humility and everything, it's really good. That's a good indication of what, what kind of person he is. So I think he'll keep working on it. And, you know, of course, I'm cheering for him unless he lands on a team I don't like. Um, or maybe I'll do one of those things where it's like I cheer for his success, but like the rest of the team just. Like he throws a deep ball and the guy's wide open, but he drops it. Like one of those things. Like when I watch like um, the 49ers play. Um, actually, there's like no one on the Niners I like would really cheer for. Never mind. It's a horrible example. <laughs> Yikes. All Just right. like me and the Packers. Exactly. Anyway. Um, Jordan Love, number, well, they have them at six. But. Mm, seems a bit high. I mean, for me, honestly, 
Um, his he was a junior. He threw for three thousand four hundred yards, four hundred two yards, twenty touchdowns, seventeen ints. Yikes! But honestly, this dude can make all of the throws. Like he six four two twenty five. He's got. He throws it off platform with his arm. He doesn't have to have his feet set to throw. When his feet are set, he still throws it great. His deep ball is amazing. He's got great zip. He's got NFL talent. Um, but this is one of those where it's like. Um, his sophomore year, he had much better stats. But it's one of those where, where it's like, was it this, the talent around him made him look better? And then this year, like, he wasn't able to carry the team? Or is it like a Josh Allen situation at Wyoming where he just had absolutely nobody and he still did good? Um, and he's declared? Yeah, he has declared. Interesting. Yeah, I think it was good for him because, like, there's not much more he can prove. Right. Um, so what do you think about good old Jordan Love out of Utah State? I, that, that TD to INT ratio looks a little rough. It's but, so bad. Uh, you know, shape that up. You know, thirty four hundred two yard. I just looked it up, looked it up. That's number twentieth mm-hmm. for uh, passing yards in college football for Division One. So that's not bad at all. Um, but yeah, that uh, that touchdown to interception ratio kind of scares me. Yeah, for a team like Utah State. Mm-hmm. And for me. Ever since Josh Allen, well, then again, Josh Allen's only in his second year. His stats, his last year at Wyoming, were pretty awful. And, like, I don't really look at stats because, again, like, you could just, even if you're Tom Brady, if you have, like, literally no one to throw to, you're bad. Uh, Stats-wise. Uh, Love, I mean, there's just, there are a couple plays where, like, I watched him, like, he's just rolling left. And he looks back right, and he kind of gets his feet set, and he just kind of flicks the ball out there. And it's kind of one of those, whoa throw he can he make you got guys who make the throw it's just like yeah okay that's like Jalen Hurts Jordan Love makes the throw you're like whoa um but then there's sometimes where he'll rely on his physical abilities too much and it's like he throws it and you're like whoa because he threw into like triple coverage and gets picked off or something but uh, I like Love just because he's got all the tools there and I don't know if you this is like the stare prototypical draft him sit him behind someone um, and then he could develop into a great, like, I've heard some comparisons to Patrick Mahomes, where it's like, he's got all the tools there, it's just kind of, he needs a year, and we saw what happened with Mahomes, like, he sat the year behind Alex Smith, and then came in, and just Mahomes now, so, <laughs> so Jordan Love, I don't know, that's one where, I've seen him anywhere from, like, a first round to, like, a third round, third or fourth round pick, so, I have no idea where he's going, and again, this is one where it's like, he might go to the combine. I feel like he's going to go to the combine and tear it up and shoot up draft boards. Fitz, uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, and the next guy is, um, uh, I say, yeah, because it's Steven Montez from Colorado. Did you watch their Utah game towards yes. the end of the season? Yeah. That was bad. Yes. That was very bad. Yeah. Colorado was not in a good place in that game. And that was Utah's last win. Yeah. If you were to look at Montez, 6'5", 235, big dude. Oh, this guy's. He's, he's a little bit mobile, too. You're like, oh, okay, I could work with this. And you actually watch him, and you're like like what Ben says. Like, it's not a good place. Cause, not a good place. I mean, They had nothing in the second half. Mm-hmm. And they're, I mean, I won't get too much into their defense because, you know, details. But yeah. overall, I mean, even as a quarterback, you have to be a leader and get people fired up for your team. And they had nothing yeah. in the second half. 
or the first half. It was just a bad overall game. Huh? Yeah. And Montez is a guy, like, again, big, but it's kind of like Nate Stanley, who I mentioned earlier, where sometimes he throws the ball and just it comes out very weak. And I'm just like, how can you as a big dude not have a really good arm? Again, mechanics and just other stuff. Um, I mean, again, he's got... He's got, like, all the physical tools except for the arm, which is really strange because usually that's a big guy. That's, like, the first thing you get. Um, so this is one where maybe... I don't know why WalterFootball.com had him so high. Um, but maybe you could move him down. Actually, I think I think Fromm was ahead of him, and I just had Fromm move down to others because that's what it was. Um, well, Montez is the kind of guy where... Oh, who's the who was the who was the quarterback out of Tennessee who went to the Steelers? Uh, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs. Where it's like he's got all the tools except for the arm, right? And then just kind of like he's there, and not that he's not like a he can like think. He'll see the wide. He'll think, okay, my wide receiver is supposed to go there, and he'll look, and he's there, and he'll throw it to him. But then the ball just like takes ten years to get there, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's it. In college, that's a knockdown. In the NFL, that's an interception. So, next guy, good old Jacob Eason from uh, my Washington Huskies, who um, I accidentally added like an extra uh, one to his stats. Yeah, thirty-one thousand yards ain't happening. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, he's he's a guy who frustrates. I'll let you talk first because um, yeah. that is a. Man, yes, that is an absolute man. How in the world Fromm beat him out at Georgia? Beyond me. But coming back home to the state of Washington, balled out, absolutely balled out. And he's six six two twenty seven. That is a dream for general managers to draft. That means he doesn't have a problem looking over his offensive line. If he takes a shot, you know that's not going to affect him as much. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get injured as much if he's two twenty seven. Uh, Love watching him. Absolute, absolute man. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's got, I think he's got the best arm in the draft. I would agree. But there are some times where I was just frustrated with him as a Washington Husky fan because, I mean, we didn't have the greatest weapons and our offense coordinator was trash garbage. Where, like, we had great talent and we didn't really use them. Like, we'd run, like, on second and eight, we'd run the Wildcat with our third string running back in two plays in a row. And so we'd be like, second and eight, oh, we got stuffed. Third and six, so we're still going to run it. But I don't know. There were some times where Easton would play great, like against Oregon, against Justin Herbert, who we'll talk about later. Easton was the better quarterback. Easton played better, was overall better. And there are other times where we played Colorado. We lost to Colorado because Easton didn't play great. Where it just frustrates me because... Um, he transferred in, but he wasn't one of those guys who transferred and he got a waiver. He he redshirted. And um there'll be sometimes where even this year, even later in the season where there'd be some confusion on the offense or like he just wouldn't make a good decision. You're wondering you sat out a whole year, so you got to learn the offense. And then and I guess another thing too is he was in a quarterback battle with the Jay Kaner, the other quarterback. Um, cause Chris Peterson, like he had it instead of declaring from day one, Easton's our guy, but still like you had two years in the offense or you had one year 
sitting and then you had a whole off season. Or there's just sometimes where I thought he could have performed better. And my biggest thing, my biggest thing that I didn't like about him was it would be like a five-yard pass. And he'd throw the ball so hard where the wide receivers would be like, I can't catch it. I'm five yards away. I can't. It's too fast. But Sometimes you got to do that, though. Exactly. I mean, the other hand, it's like, dude, you could, you could chill. You could, you could chill, Jake. Right. But I feel like he's going to be, it's one of those where he's going to be a better pro than college where he's going to have, like, better weapons. Like, he only had, like, one NFL talent as Hunter uh, Bryant, the tight end. It was more of a wide receiver. And we had, like, other good wide receivers with the Huskies, but they were, they were good just because they were seniors or they've been there in the program for a while. Um, so, yeah, Eason. Honestly, if this was any other year, I think he goes top five. But well, as we get into later, there are just some really really like talented dudes quarterbacks draft man exactly that's why when we get into later we'll see how many quarterbacks we think go in the first round um number three is good old Tua actually that's not his whole full name right it's like that's correct something we're not gonna say his whole full name because I don't know how to say it I know how to say his last name I think it's Tunga Vailoa even though I've heard some other variations yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know what? doesn't matter. Tua, good old lefty from Alabama, who I um, watched the live stream on Facebook of him saying, I'm leaving, which kind of made sense when Nick Saban literally came. It's like, first, before we begin, I'd like to, you know, thank Tua and his family. It's like, oh, he's thanking him. He's going. Makes sense for Tua, in my opinion. Um, leave. Like, I know some people want him to come back. Some people saying, maybe you can just come and sit. It's like, Why? Next year you got like you've got um Trevor and Justin Fields and a couple other guys coming out, so come now. Um, with Tua, I mean, we always had the thing where it's like, you know, Alabama always like wins, but their quarterbacks are always awful. What if they actually had a quarterback who was good and then our worst nightmares came to pass and Tua um stepped onto the field in the second half as a freshman and he beat and Jake Fromm and the Bulldogs. Yeah, so two years ago today. Can you believe that? It exactly. Makes me feel old almost. But no, I. If that night hadn't happened, we would not be talking about him right now. Exactly. He wouldn't have won the job next year because everybody was talking about it after that game, mm-hmm. right? Because oh, he passed him back to victory. Whatever. I was always a Hurts guy. Hurts is probably one of like maybe five dudes mm-hmm. out of Alabama that I liked when they were at Alabama. Mm-hmm. That is a very small list. That's how much I don't like Alabama. But can I say he's good? Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's only got three INTs this year, which probably is about the minimum for all starters that played for as many games as he did. Yeah, you know? nine games. Yeah, Nine games. And, you know, I hate to see a guy go down like that, like what he did in, mm-hmm. uh, in that game. And Mac Jones did okay behind him, but you could tell there was definitely a – a drop in talent between Tua and Mac. But, you know, also, too, and I know I'm going to get some serious hate for saying this, if you have people like Jerry Judy Mm -hmm. around you, you're going to have good numbers. Jerry Judy is a monster Mm -hmm. yak receiver. And, you know, if you get great field position, like 
they had who knows how many return yards from Jalen Waddle. They had a couple mm-hmm. touchdowns from that too. Takes the pressure off. So there's certain factors that you have to look at too, where it's it's not just the stats. It's where did they get the ball to start their drives? Yeah. Did he ever? St- I don't think I ever saw him start a drive inside his own ten. Barely. So maybe the LSU game, but that's about it. Yeah, and like. Again, you mentioned Judy, you mentioned Waddle, but it turns out Waddle was a great, is a great wide receiver in his own right. They also had Henry Ruggs. They also had Devontae, Devonta Smith. Or is it Devontae? They had a Devontae. Smith, sure. They had a Smith. They had four top wide receivers. Last year, they had Irv Smith Jr. in the catch run. You have Najee Harris, who I was watching the LSU Alabama game this year. And they threw a back shoulder fade to someone for a touchdown. And I was watching it on mute because I was watching multiple games. And I thought it was a wide receiver because it was such an effortless, like, catch. Turns out they threw the back shoulder fade to Najee Harris, a running back, which was one of the most bonkers thing I've ever seen in my life as a football nerd, like, besides all the other random stuff that happened in that game. I mean, for me, the biggest thing, well, the biggest thing is, of course, is injury concern. And, like, is it the Bo Jackson thing where it's going to be degenerative? But then again, we compare... Bo Jackson and the medicine they had back, or the medical stuff they had back then versus what they had now, what they have now. Um, also, Tua, like, he's had not, this isn't the same injury, but he's had a bunch of other injuries where he's come back from. Just hope, I hope, just for his sake, that it's, these things don't make him more brittle and he just gets injured over time. Because I think he has great talent. His deep ball is really, really, like, one of his underrated parts. And again, I know he's got all these wide receivers to throw to, but like, he put he threw great deep balls. Um, I mean, you get a team and you have you get NFL talent. You throw a deep ball, that's fantastic. I think the under, but another underrated part on the negative side, no one talks about is he turns the ball. He fumbles a lot. Yeah, he fumbled a lot. Oh, that LSU fumble oh, by was- the goal line. <laughs> what in the world? How do you? He wasn't even hit. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even hit. And he just, whoop, exactly. gone. That's, that's bad. And, yeah, he fumbles a lot. And if you think about it, did he He didn't. He won the conference title last year mm-hmm. with Bama. Didn't win it this year, partly because he was out. But three games that I think stand out to me was that conference championship game last year where he got knocked out. Mm-hmm. So he technically didn't lead that comeback. Then there was the national championship game where they laid an egg. Yeah. And then there was the LSU game this year where he threw that pick right before half and LSU scored and that was it. Mm -hmm. They had, I mean, maybe people gave him a little bit of a chance, but I knew it was over Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think he's got, he's an NFL quarterback and like, and I love it how at this point, like, he is on the shorter side. He's six one. He's two eighteen, so he's built. I think I feel like he's a little bit bigger than this listed size. Probably. Um. Yeah. But six one, like the height thing, isn't brought up that much. And he's mobile again, but he doesn't look to run. He looks to throw. I think he's got it. Um. I think he'll be good, if not great. Just hopefully he gets in a good situation where they can let him heal up properly and everything. Um. But yeah, and thankfully he's not there. At Alabama. Problem is, his brother is there. Um, which means we're going to see a few more years of Tungavailoa or Tagavailoa or Tagavailoa. It doesn't matter how you say his name. More of those just 
making Alabama really good and make us sad until they run into Clemson or LSU or Auburn because Bo Nix my guy baby actually Bo Nix is kind of awful but he's improving he's a freshman he's got time exactly number two good old Justin Herbert it says here um, the website had him at 6'6 I've seen him in places listed at 6'7 I'm more inclined to lean to the 6'7 225 he can I feel like he's a guy who can put more meat on his bones we're just saying something because he's already pretty big um and general managers, I'm not kidding. They love quarterbacks that height. I mean, Cam Newton, when he came out, exactly. everybody wanted him because he was, what, 6'6", 240, 230? Yeah. Same thing here with uh, Herbert. Yeah. Um, Herbert, and, like, watch him. He was a four-year start at Oregon. Um, he did improve steadily. Um as he went on in this year, 3,471 yards, 32 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 14 games. Um, my biggest thing is this, like, freshman to sophomore year is pretty good improvement. Sophomore to junior year is pretty good. Junior to senior year, not that it plateaued, but definitely he, didn't, he definitely didn't improve as much as I thought he would. And there, was, there were some times where he'd make decisions and or throws where I was questioning him. But I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, think about this. Let me give you a storyline. Oregon's from Eugene, right? That's the city that they're in. Yes. Herbert, born and raised in Eugene. Mm-hmm. He's been a duck his whole life. Plays for his hometown team. Got booed off the field his freshman year because mm-hmm. he was four and eight. Yeah. I remember that year. They were bad. That was a very good year as a Husky fan. They were terrible, and then. The hometown kid takes him back, and now they just won their Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. Yeah. Second time in the decade I had to deal with that. <laughs> Fourth time in the decade I had to deal with a Rose Bowl loss. Yikes. Ben's a Wisconsin fan. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Should probably throw it out there. I'm a Badgers fan. but uh, So it, it hurt. Well, and three rushing touchdowns in the Rose yeah. Bowl. Who saw that coming? Nope. That, that might have put his stock up even more because people are like, well, now he's mobile. Mm-hmm. Now he can get touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. If need be. Um, well, I did see three rushing touchdowns from Jonathan Taylor, and then they didn't give him the ball. Just a very sad occurrence. I, I know. I know. And now he's gone, too, so we yeah. don't even get a fourth year of him. Yeah. It was his time to go, though. Yeah, that's true. It sounds like, it sounds like we're talking about someone who's about to die. I know. <laughs> it was his time to go. He went off and went off into the NFL where he made money things and succeeded anyways for me i think herbert overall he's gonna be good it's just there were sometimes where he just do things where i just kind of be questioning but again this dude is tough the one thing i have heard though is that he's not a gung-ho leader he's more like a quiet he's a quieter guy which i mean you can do that in the nfl but Honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of a guy <laughs> who is successful who can do that. But I mean, and maybe, I don't know, he'll just go and he'll have the voice. And maybe just at Oregon just never came out. Because there are just some situations where that happens. Um, and finally, we'll get to the number one guy. Because is he by far and away your number one guy? Absolutely. Okay. He is also far and away my number one guy. Joe Burrow. 
Good old 6'4", 26. I, I put him from Oregon. That's and we bad. know he's from LSU. Um, ben, you know, it isn't bad. Ben, you want to list off his stats through 14 games? 1,515. 52. Wow, that was my bad. 5,200 yes. yards. 55 touchdowns. Six picks. Yes. And again, some people could be like, he got the new system. He has a bajillion weapons to throw to. He's also got a great running back. I don't care. He had most of these weapons last year. And I think the biggest thing, and I mean, he didn't have the offensive coordinator. I think the biggest thing was new OC came in, but he also worked. And he's clearly improved. And I mean, like, he was a top recruit at Ohio State. It's just that he got hurt. And then who beat him on Justin Fields? No. No, that was... Haskins? Barrett was before him before that. And then Haskins. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, those guys. I mean, you can't fault Ohio State for picking those guys. And Tate Martell was there, too. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, um, I hate him. I know you love him. Exactly. I can't, can't stand him. Anyways, um, you know, I was looking at the 2021 draft prospects. Tate Martell is... Tate Martell might be like a slot receiver by that point. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, Burrow, like, he has the talent. And, like, I think they finally found... I think it's also on the flip side of people saying, oh, it's a new offense. Um, he can throw. I think on the flip side, it's like they finally found like an actual like offense that fits him, mm-hmm. you know? And my gosh, like I think just the Oklahoma game. I mean, the Alabama game, yeah, like he also played good there, but like the Oklahoma game was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. 400 yards in the first half, seven touchdowns. That's okay. I mean, he was di- – again, OU's defense isn't, like, the greatest, but at least they had, like, fast dudes. Better than last year, though. Yeah. And, like, he was just dissecting them. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. – ah. He lies so well with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Looking off people. Absolutely beautiful to watch. Exactly. Um, I mean, we could go on forever about his positives because, like, he can run, too. He's a tough runner, but he knows when to get down. J- Makes great decisions. Ben, what are his negatives? Does he even have any? I I don't, honestly. I guess... Oh, no, you go. I mean... Did you watch his Heisman speech, by the way? Yes. That was one of the most heartfelt things I've ever felt in my life. Him, his... Is up there with Tebow's. Mm -hmm. Love Tebow's. Tebow didn't even have a note card for his. Yeah. But Burrow, you know, hometown kid, who made LSU... He left Ohio State, go to LSU... Made LSU what it is now. Changed them from a pro style to a spread style yep. by himself, yeah. basically. I, I just can't see why, or, you know, I mean, the six picks, obviously there's six reasons for him to have a negative right there. But, yeah. you know, were they even his fault? We don't, I mean, I'd have to look at the table for mm-hmm. him, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Because he, he knows when to get rid of it, too. Yeah. He didn't take a whole lot of sacks, if I remember right. So. Yeah. And five top ten wins. And if you pardon me making a prediction, it's going to be six on Monday night. Six top ten wins in one season, unheard of. Do you want to give a score of, of said game? Oh, man. Well, Clemson, I've been razzing on Clemson all year. That Carolina game, I watched that. That wasn't mm-hmm. very good. But Lawrence heated up in the second half of the season. So I think it's going to be closer than most people think. Probably mid-30s, so I'll go with a, uh, a 
30, I'll go with a 35-34 wow. LSU win. And I'll say Clemson misses a last-second field goal. Misses a field goal. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Clemson's kicker, B.T. Potter, has is actually, like, not the greatest kicker. So that's, that's what happens at good schools. Um, for me, I don't know. Just real quick, we're going on a tangent, but you know that's how it is on this podcast. Unorganized. That's how it's going to be. Exactly. Um, for some reason, something's telling me that until I see Clemson actually lose, they're not going to lose. And the thing <laughs> is, which which is that's the Joe Buck thing to say, but yeah, but I say that because it's like this. I know people razzing them because the ACC is awful, garbage. Yes. And then they played North Carolina, and they almost lost. But then again, who doesn't have, like, one slip-up game? And, like... LSU this year. I mean, true. But Sam Sam Howell, low-key, is, like, the Dark Horse Heisman candidate for me next year. Played pretty good. You and um, your Dark Horse Heisman candidate. Hey, man, that's what I gotta do. Zach but, Wilson this year. Hey, you know what? Shush. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying, this Clemson, especially, like, it's Ohio State. Like, they go down, and I know, like, there were some penalties that helped them out and everything, but still, like, they came back, because they were, like... They were down 16-0. Exactly, and they're like, no, screw you, we're the champs, and we're gonna come and beat you. And there's a reason, like, there's a reason they, despite playing, like, basically no one all year, they're still, they were still in the top. Like, when the first playoff rankings came out, they were number five, because the committee was like, yeah, you're gonna be in the top four if you just keep doing what you're doing. I don't know, man. This is they got the winning. Not saying LSU doesn't have it, but Clemson definitely has it. Um, they're they've proven it. Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. If he was coming out this year, he might be number one. Um, and I don't know. I'm just gonna say Clemson wins. What did I have as a score? And forty four to forty two. Because wow, there's a barn burner for you right there. No defense? Yes. They have better say, defense than I know. Man. I feel like, honestly, everyone's saying a high-scoring game. This is going to be like a 17 to 20 game. Wouldn't that be funny? That's what I thought uh, the Super Bowl this last year was yeah. going to be after that Eagles-Patriots game where they only had one non-scoring drive, yeah. which was Brady's fumble. Yeah. I was like, that's going to be the same thing. And then mm-hmm. Brady threw a pick on their first drive and it ended up being pretty low scoring. Yeah. So... Who knows what happens? Yeah, and again, I have to miss most of the game, at least the first half, because I will be in class. But it's it's okay. I'm here to get educated. First, whatever that means. I'm not crying, not yet. Um. All right, let's get into let's get into the good old fits for te- for players. Um. We'll go in the opposite direction, so we'll go one to eight this time. We're not gonna talk about the others because. They're others. Even though I'm just going to randomly say, um, actually, I don't have anything for anybody here. Actually, I'll just say randomly, Stanley, Nate Stanley, same colors as the Steelers, just randomly goes to the Steelers, um, becomes good. the next That's big band. And um, But he has to back up Duck Hodges, and then they kick off Mason Rudolph because Mason Rudolph is awful. Um, and his head hurts. Yes. His head hurts a lot. Do people people forget the concussion he had against the Ravens? Yeah. He had to have his, his uh, face mask yep. taken off so that they could airlift him and whatever. Yep. And the worst part was the cart wasn't working, so he had to get carried off and he had to hobble off. That was 
it's, it's one of those where you're laughing when you're like, I know I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> yeah. We're both terrible people. Exactly. And then he had the Miles Garrett almost committed murder. But can you imagine, though, if he had actually died on the field? Uh, yeah, no. I don't know what would have happened. How did, how, okay, first off, that was like first degree assault with a exactly. weapon. So Garrett should have gotten prison time anyway. But if that was a legit murder. That would have been one of the wildest. That's one of the biggest what ifs in sports history. When this century. Oh, no, we just had like the turn of the decade. Um, I probably should have said what day it is. What day is it today? Today is the 8th of January. Thank you. I should probably do that at the beginning, but whatever. Imagine this, when we, this century is over, assuming we're still alive. I think... Would we still be alive doing the math? We could, in theory, be alive. We'd be about 100. Yeah. Looking back, they'd be like, you know, Ben... I don't know. 80 years ago, remember that? When remember? Garrett took off his helmet what and if, almost murdered a dude. Yeah. What if Mason had died? And then we could go off. And when this podcast is going, it's like the, I don't know what number episode. Assuming it's whatever. Yikes. Um, all right. Joe Burrow. His fit. I mean. It's, does he go past Cincinnati? I hope not. Like. I think they're going to take him. If yeah. they don't take him, they take Chase Young. And if they don't take either of those two, they need to fire their general manager. Because exactly. Because those are two dudes you can't pass on. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he's, they need the quarterback. They're done with Andy Dalton. Like, sorry, Andy. Like, he's, he's out. Yeah. I love you at TCU when you beat uh, Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. I'm sorry, Ben. But, um, <sighs> the first of many. Exactly. And, I mean... It's kind of sad, though, when Mohamed Sanu was the better quarterback on the Bengals than uh, Andy Dalton. And Sanu, arguably... Anyways, we're not going to go there. Hey, he's the best quarterback that there ever was. Exactly. He has yet to throw an incompletion. Actually, he has one. Does he really He's seven of eight, randomly, in the stats. I don't know when it was, but... He was six of six heading into this season. Yeah. Um, With three touchdowns. Yes. Details. Exactly. Details. Um, even though he should have had a pick against the Titans. That one where he threw back to Andy Dalton was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. Where he kind of like turned, he's like, oh, Andy's open through it. It's like, no, the defender's like just five yards upfield, look upfield, but whatever. Um, yeah, Burrow should go to the Bengals because he's the kind of guy who, especially the personality too, you need a winner to come in. The guy who's like been like down, has been doubted and kicked around and stuff. Like, um, he'll come in and, I mean, Ah, uh, if he has AJ Green, that'd be a big help. I don't think Green wants to come back to the Bengals, so we'll see. Yeah, Burrow goes there. Let's build them up and hopefully move them past where they are, which is purgatory. <laughs> they when's the last time they won a playoff game? It's been a few years. I want to. I want to say twenty fifteen because they had the chance against the Steelers a couple years ago but then they uh gave uh 30 free yards on the last drive yeah including Vontez Burfix horrible Existence. yeah that that was bad <laughs> um yeah Joe Burrow goes to the Bengals I should nah, we'll I'll have a recording on either right then Justin Herbert goes to the the Dolphins? Because the next team that needs a quarterback is the Dolphins. It's the Dolphins, but Tua. I have a feeling they're going Tua. I you know what I love, though? Rosen gets picked in yes. the top ten, goes to the Cardinals. They pick Kyler, so they dump Rosen off to the Dolphins. 
And then he can't win the starting job there, loses it to Fitzmagic, and now everybody's talking about the Dolphins drafting a quarterback yeah. in the top five. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. I never liked him in the yeah. first place. But... He had a hot he had a hot tub for a little bit in his dorm room. So. Oh man. No. I I yeah. I feel for the kid because it's like I would hate to be put in that situation where you're top ten and two teams don't want you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel bad, but I'll say scary situation. He gets traded to the Patriots, and then it's just another toy for Belichick to just do stuff. And then Brady comes back out of spite and plays for another five years, and it's still good. Um, yeah, but I, I, I just don't. For some reason, like I just don't feel it. And again, you said it. I just feel like the Dolphins are gonna go Tua, which I guess we can get into Tua next. Like that's his fit, because like. Uh, the Dolphins, they also went, they hired Chan Gailey, that's um, Fitzmagic's OC from the Jets. So maybe that means another year of Fitzmagic. Um, and then you let the quarterback sit, which makes sense for Tua because you don't play him at all. Exactly. You let With him heal. Injury. Exactly. Oh my goodness. You let him sit, let him learn, um, let him heal up, and he comes in. And I say what you do is, in the next draft, that'll be what, 21? You draft. You just go and draft the top wide receiver because there's a bunch coming out. As in, like the Clemson guys. Actually, no, T is going this year. It's Justin Ross. Yeah, that's good enough. And there's like there's a bunch of Alabama guys. I think either Waddle or Smith is coming out in next year's draft or would be eligible for next year. I think it's Waddle. I yeah. Say it's Waddle. So you go get, draft Waddle and boom, there you go. You're set. Also, think about it. you got Waddle, Ruggs, Smith, and Judy. Possibly all first-round draft picks at, at wide receiver. And then we could see all of them in the NFL, which would be insane to think that they had all that talent. On one team? Plus Tua. He likes... And then they ran into Joe Burrow, and then they ran into Bo Nix. Actually, no, Mac Jones happened. And then... No, he didn't play that bad. But he didn't play that good. Like, that pick six was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, he's open. I'm hitting him in the numbers, the back numbers. And now you hear it's like something hit... It's a pick six. So the... That was funny. Yikes. That's, uh, let's call it farce. Yes. In, uh, comedic terms. And then also Nick Saban, like, having Mac Jones hold the ball for some random reason. Because the, star- the starting holder was Tua, right? Yeah, Which Tua's is been holding forever. Yeah, it's like, don't have your starting court. You should have a not your starting quarterback. Doesn't matter. I've gotten a lot into holding and long snapping and kicking because Pat McAfee... Because we've never had a guy who's like, hey, you know, actually, with kicking and stuff, this is the important stuff. Where it's like, Mac Jones, like, he tilted the ball back towards the kicker, and apparently when you do that, the kicker's screwed. So, um, there's that. Um, all right, Jay. Or also, Tua, another fit that's scary if he does fall because of the injury. He goes to the Patriots. They get him, and they let him heal. You're going to say Patriots for all these guys, aren't you? I mean, no, it's saying, true. Yes. It's true. Yes. Which is, but it's, that's one of the, another, like, scary proposition that could happen. I mean, who else? Who else needs a quarterback? The Chargers might. Chargers might. Detroit might think about it. I doubt they will. Yeah. Um, do the Giants do the same thing as the Dolphins last year? No, they like Daniel. Daniel yeah, Jones, I have a feeling right. they do, too. Oakland, Carolina. Maybe. Carolina, Carolina, yes. Carolina will. Jacksonville might. 
Denver's set. Does Cleveland move on from Baker this early? Nah, they moved on from Kitchens because Kitchens is awful. Pittsburgh, maybe. Probably. Oh, no. Indianapolis will think about it. I don't know if they'll go first round, though. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Oh, Chicago should. <laughs> but they, they've, they've already come out and said that Trubisky's their guy, which infuriates me because they have a Super Bowl-talented roster except for Trubisky and their kickers. And they traded away their first-round pick. Exactly. So. If you take out Trubisky and their and their kickers, the Bears, and like replace them with like average, the Bears would at least have. What did they finish with? Like eight and eight this year. Uh yes. I'd say maybe ten wins because there were some games where it was close and just like oh Trubisky's just awful, and I uh, Trubisky. Trubisky was picked ahead of Mahomes and Watson. People, what is going on? They traded up to get him. I know. To get him at two. Yes. He's not a two. No. For one season. He plays North like Carolina. number two. Yeah. <laughs> number two on the bench. Ah! All right. There, there's some teams here that will think about getting mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Does Denver get one? Nah, Drew Locke is looking solid. But do so. they like him? I know? think they do. He's played pretty good. And I think he's got, he's got like the attitude. Like he's kind of young on the team. He's kind of fun. He's kind of, he seems like a fun guy, so that's, you know, solid. He's not just like... Because there's a balance where, like... He's not just like, like, we're Justin Herbert, just kind of quiet. You can either be, like, this hard-nosed dude, like Brady, or you could, like, you know, have fun. So be a good leader. Like, that's a lock. is like him, like, rapping on the sidelines. That was fun. Um, Jacob Eason. I mean, that's one where I feel like Indianapolis... You draft him, you let him chill behind. If he falls to 13. Yeah. You let Brissett. Because um, who else in the top 10 would get him? Uh, let's see. Cincinnati will get Burrow. Yeah. Miami will get Tua. Herbert or Tua. Chargers. Oof. Panthers. I think the Chargers Jags. would be a good one. Four, Eason. West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because... Rivers is a free agent, and I don't know if he wants to come back or not. And I feel like Easton's good enough where, like, if you put him, especially with that Chargers offense, he'd be fine. And if you if you can let him sit and learn for a year, oh, you're good with Melvin Gordon, um, Keenan Allen, and... Mike Williams. Yeah. I forgot about Mike Williams. Like, he's doing good now. He's healthy, but, man. Um, Montez, and no, we're going to skip him. I don't think he's worth it. Sorry, oh. Steven, if you actually do good... It's not like I doubt you, but I, I doubt you. Um, it's one of those things. I'm cheering for you. I'm pulling for you. Um, Jordan Love. That's one where I think that's like a cheap situation where you already have a good a good enough quarterback in place like Alex Smith. Then you draft him, and you definitely let him sit, but then Love is your guy. Hopefully, he like works hard and develops enough. But that's not a first round. I don't know, though. Well, I mean, we'll see. Because what do the Chiefs not have? Yeah. No, I mean, like, where, like, the Chiefs, like, they draft them at home, so you get, like, a team like that where you draft them. Right. So, I suppose. I suppose. maybe that's a, again, maybe that's a Colts, maybe, again, Patriots. Another one's, like, the Saints, like, who knows with Drew Brees and or Teddy, because it depends, like, a team might, I feel like teams are going to try and snipe Teddy away. Taysom Hill. Exactly. But Taysom, Taysom's the ultimate gadget dude, dude. You can't not have him returning kicks and eventually... You're gonna have a whole team of just Taysom Hill's coach. You know the you know the Allstate commercial or State Farm. I mean, where it's just like all the State Farm people and they're saying State Farm. It's just Taysom Hill. 
Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill snap. Well, no, there's a commercial the Mariners had. The Mariners put out great commercials, and they can't put out any other great thing like, <laughs> on the field or, you know. But whatever. Or there's one's like a Ken Griffey Jr. commercial. It's like, Griffey look, looks at the signs from Griffey. Griffey hits the Griffey hits the ball. Griffey catches it. And then, like, Griffey's obviously in the stands serving food. Griffey's the manager. Griffey's everything. Griffey's up in the booth. He's everywhere. Exactly. That's one. That's what Taysom Hill should be. Um, shout out to Taysom. But yeah, I don't know. Love is again. He's just the guy who just really intrigues me because just the physicalness he has is just absolutely wild. Um, and again, the stats are the touchdown interception ratio. Again, twenty to seventeen is is scary. But yeah, I mean, you know. Then again, maybe I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of Utah State games, but I feel like he just didn't have anybody around him. So, finally, uh, not finally, because I'm still thrown off because my list got screwed up because Jake Fromm decided to wait till today. How inconsiderate, inconsiderate of him! I know. Right. Like, I have this random podcast that's <laughs> random and just disorganized, and it's just Ben always laughing because I just keep going on a rant about how just disorganized and bad this is. It's kind of like. The typical college life, you know. It's, Anyways. It's entertaining to say the least. Exactly. Jalen Hurts. I have a feeling. So of these teams, so this draft order is not set, right? It's yes. not set even as we're going through draft night. I have a feeling this is going to be somebody trading into the first round to get him. I don't think it's anybody that's going to need him. But, you know crazy things happen on draft night. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anybody that has their pick will pick him from that section. I feel like it's going to be a desperate team mm-hmm. who maybe missed on some of these other guys or they feel like they need a really good backup yeah. or if they want to make him change positions, I don't know. But I have a feeling it's going to be a late first round. Somebody trades up and gets him. Usually I disagree because, like, as a quarterback, I'm not that big on Jalen Hurts. But the NFL is a copycat league. Like, we saw, like, a bunch of the hirings for coaching. It was If anyone has, like, been in the same 100-mile radius of um, Sean McVay, they hired you. Because you're like, oh, you know the offense. And now people have figured out his offense. Um, where Jalen, he doesn't know, he has, like, maybe a second, third-round talent. But some teams like, you know, Lamar Jackson over there in Baltimore. We could use one of those. And then they draft Jalen. They're not comparable runners. Mm-hmm. Like, Lamar runs like Barry Sanders, and Jalen, like, looks to truck people. Herschel Walker. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it's a copycat league, and some team might be like, you know, like a team in the Ravens situation where they had Joe Flacco. But then they'd be like, you know, you can spice it up. Take a gamble. We'll get good old Jalen Hurts, and then... Um, you get the endless Lamar Jackson comparisons, which are not good, but you know how it is. Amazing what second-year quarterbacks do in the league now. Exactly. Mahomes last year, exactly. Lamar this year. Yep. Um, and then Jake Fromm. I would have said the Titans before Tannehill did good, but then again, I still might say the Titans because maybe they signed Tannehill to a short deal and then they just let Fromm sit there. Because for some reason, I just feel like Fromm with the Titans would just be perfect. If he falls that far. Exactly. And, like, 
I think the one again the two biggest knocks to him are in big games sometimes he just faltered and then also his arm isn't like isn't a Jacob Eason arm it isn't a Justin Herbert arm but I mean like it's still a he's still got a good he's got an NFL arm enough and he's intelligent exactly that's the biggest thing and then again like no offense to Kellen Moore but like he had a noodle arm it's like no matter how intelligent you are it's if you're throwing ducks on every single throw still love you Kellen Moore even though as an offensive coordinator you might need a little more experience but whatever but he has a new head coach this year exactly hopefully actually no if I'm he like, stays there I don't, I don't like the Cowboys so they can continue to be mediocre <laughs> from to the Titans how about you it's like pretty him. late for me, honestly. I think Fromm climbs up the draft board more than uh, people give him credit for. But yeah. We'll, we'll see. I think he's the fifth quarterback off after, obviously, Burrow, Herbert, Tua, mm. Eason, whatever order that ends up being. I think yeah. he's five. That's my personal opinion. Um, not not a week one starter. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these are going to be week one starters. Maybe, maybe Burrow, depending yeah. on if he goes to Cincinnati and they're that desperate. But, yeah, this is a he, – he's going to come in only if somebody gets injured, like a Dak Prescott with Tony Romo or, you know, name somebody else that has that. But, um, yeah, I think first round for sure. Where? Don't know. But mid to late, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just writing down some random stuff here. Um. I think from it's just I think the biggest thing is like he's not the flashy guy, which is also a problem too. Where like people fall in love. Oh, Joe Bur- Joe Burrow, um, is here, and Justin Herbert's like tall and Tua's just got a lot of tools and Easton's got the biggest arm in the history and Jordan Love has all the has everything and Hurts is like the kind of the enigma, um. But from is like just the solid guy who will come in day one and just get you yards exactly get you points exactly. And he won't get rattled. He'll be like he 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 could be facing ninety nine yards for a drive, and he'll go in there. He's like, all right, we got it. Lead his team down. At least get a field goal. Exactly. Um, just gonna check here at the recording. We are just over. Why does it do this? We're just over an hour. Um, so you know, I think this would be a good place to kind of unless you have anything else to say on these quarterbacks. I do not. Okay. I'm going to throw in this random thing, because, again, we're not organized. Love it. I have four things here. We play a random game. It's called Overrated, Underrated. I'm stealing this. I'm ready to go. Um, from a show that I listen to on the radio, and I cannot remember what they're called. Nice. I'm kind of sad now. Whatever. Um, I've picked out random things just right now. Um, that's how we're going to end this show. So, Ben, the first thing I'll ask you. Overrated, underrated, bottled water. You're saying that because I have some right here. Exactly. Actually, this is from a water fountain. But when I had this earlier today and it was bottled, it was bad. It depends on the the brand, but I think it's overrated. Okay. I'll say, yes, overrated too, because like all the when you do look at all the studies, the plastic stuff that gets in there is kind of disgusting. And sometimes, like if you leave like a if you leave a plastic water a bottle a Blah, blah, blah. Take this plastic. You take this bottle, right? And you like leave it in your car like on a hot day in the summer, and then you come back and you're like, oh, I'm gonna drink it. It tastes disgusting. <laughs> I 
Or if you leave it out in the cold and it just freezes. Exactly. But like, you know, you can, first of all, you save all the plastic, you save the turtles and all that stuff. But also it's just like, I got this nice Nalgene bottle. It's, I don't know how many ounces it holds because I've scrubbed it off with my hands. I think it's 32. Nice. Or something like that. But it's like, you can get that and just better and refill it over and over. And you just carry around the plastic thing and it's just, it, unless you're like a friend J-Mac who has like a bajillion, he has a bajillion of these, of these plastic ones um, that he like keeps with him and he keeps refilling them every week. And I like can't you wait have, until he hears that statement that just came out of your mouth. I tell me, I tell it to his face. I'm like, dude, all the chemicals, just like, chemicals. I'm like, all right, whatever. He's the teacher. Yeah. Okay. We both say overrated. I don't, I'm not going to write it down. It doesn't matter. All right. Next one. Got libraries. Oh my. <laughs> Underrated. Are you kidding me? Oh, this yeah. is the best place on campus to study. You don't study in your room? No, Come we on. don't. We all know that we're never going to get anything done in our own room. We're just going to end exactly. up playing video games or being on our phone. So I yeah. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Otherwise, uh, where else do you go? Luther? Please. No. Libraries? Yeah. Very underrated. Yeah. No, again, shout out to J Mac who goes to Luther to study. We, we don't do that, bro. No. No, no. We come here, and you find a study room. You don't. Exactly. You don't sit at those tables downstairs. J Mac. J Mac. Sorry, J Mac. Uh, <laughs> We're just ripping. This has turned into the rip J Mac. I'm, I'm. I'm having him for like a. I'm gonna record with him sometime. He might not want to. I'll probably put. I'll probably record with him and then put these out. There you go. Yeah. There you go. See, exactly. That's big brain time right there. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the library is just chill. You know, the Wi-Fi here is actually pretty good. It's quiet. It's like right by the calf too, as opposed to like. Um, probably should have said where we are for the people who don't know. Bethany Lutheran College, like Gullickson Hall, is like it's like a three minute walk to the calf. If you're fast, mine's yeah. five minutes. It doesn't sound that bad, but then we tell you it's Minnesota, and right now the weather is like I think right now the temperature is like in the. I'm gonna look it up right now. At least today at like noon it was like nine degrees with a little bit of wind chill, which makes it like zero degrees. But it it's, says it's nineteen. That's a lie. But <laughs> anyways. Oh, wait. No, that's Madison. Exactly. Let me switch. 14 feels like negative three. Uh, yeah, see, that's exactly. more like it. That's why the library is clutch. You just wander on over to the calf. And they've got like these cool, um, what are those lights called? The healing lights or whatever. Oh, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, winter, whoa, what do they call it? Light therapy, yeah. whatever. Yeah, they're like the cool lights that like mimic the sun, which are pretty dope because we, we get it here, but you don't want to be outside. <laughs> no. Um, all right, so we're in agreement with the libraries for like none of the things that like, besides the studying part, we've listed off other random stuff that, that they do with the library. Um, all right, athletic shorts. Yeah, what kind? Now, now we're getting into a... A whole nother thing. Are we talking like dazzle shorts? Are we talking long basketball shorts? Are we talking cross country short shorts like I love wearing? No, or? those aren't athletic shorts. I would classify those as their own separate uh, entity. Okay, well then, uh, overrated. Uh, you're overrated. You're a bum because you should always wear shorts. Well, I do wear shorts. The athletic. Well, also, would you go around campus wearing the cross country shorts? No. Exactly, okay. No. Let me rephrase that, like the shorts you wear every day. Shorts. I still think they're overrated. I love them. Why? I love them, but I still think they're But you're wrong. Again, this is my podcast. Fight so it's kind of. This Fight is me. Where th- Give me reasons why they are. Well, number one, it's my podcast. Like, I'm right. Number oh, two. Okay. Just, it's comfy, and like, honestly, again, it's cold and everything, but you know, just loose flowing. It's nice. It's comfy. 
look good, feel good. I mean, like, even though you look at them and like, oh, they're trash, but honestly, it's mostly the feel-good part because who cares what other people think about you. In my eyes, they look good, so I feel good. And I do feel good because they're comfy. And even though, again, the walk from another building, like, it's kind of cold, it toughens you up. It makes you more... More of a man. Exactly. Or if you're a woman, I don't know. It makes you tougher. I don't know. Whatever. It makes you tougher, period. Um, and take a cold shower. No, that, that's, that's, another, that's another story. Yikes. No, but you walk over... And then honestly, like sometimes the classrooms get uncomfortably warm, you know, if you're wearing jeans, like, ah, oh, man, I agree. Long things. So you wear shorts, you know, and also if you ever want, you know, like Ben here, he runs all the time. So oh, I need to go running. I'm not going to run in my slacks or jeans, even though Ben might because he's just crazy. No, 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 no. Uh, he'd run in his shorts and you got shorts. And who knows, like worst case scenario, some natural disaster happens. You need to go running. You're not running in jeans. You're running in shorts. That has nothing to do with this actual thing. But you know, this is my justification for why shorts are underrated. You might have convinced me. Maybe. Exactly. I know I didn't, as you just shake your head. All right. The final thing. Well, this is the last question, and this is where we're going to finish off the, the This Isn't Organized podcast. I'll probably name it something else, because that's kind of a mouthful. But then again, I don't care. Um, organization. <laughs> How is, is organization overrated or underrated, man? I know it works. I know it works. Have you ever seen uh, Dr. McPherson organized stuff? It's insane, and he's so productive. Gotta love that man, even though he gives out a lot of homework details. Exactly. Uh, I think it's underrated, but I think most athletes around me would say it's overrated yes. because they don't do it, hence why you're doing this. So you're probably going to say overrated. I think exactly. it's underrated, but me, I still don't do it. Yeah. Me, I'm not an athlete because I'm not, because I'm fat and stuff. Um, ben last. Ben is actually an athlete, even though he is white. Uh, so people don't people think I am. I'm a runner. I'm a exactly. Runner. I mean, you, you try and keep up with him and, like, you know, stuff, and he just kind of leaves you, and you get sad. Like in religion class, when you have an answer... But then Ben like already had the answer three three minutes before the actual question was um, asked because it's like well Ben's playing chess we're playing hopscotch it's not even like checkers um, actually hopscotch is kind of hard that involves some athleticism you have to bend down to pick up the rock um, what's the tetherball tetherball so that's pretty easy yeah even though if your hand eye coordination is awful or your death perception is awful, you like swing at the ball, you hit someone's face. It's like, I thought it was the ball. I don't know. That might just be like me because I didn't like that one person that one time. Yikes. Anyways, I'm going to say overrated just because, like uh, Dean Schmidt, um, and right here, uh, Bethany Dean Schmidt hit us up with um, the constant 168 hours during our training where it's like, there's 168 hours in the week. If you budget it all out, like you're pretty good. But it's like, I tried to do that, and I kind of do that, but honestly, it's like, sometimes you're going along, and it's like, you wake up, because you don't have any classes till after chapel, you're like, oh, Chappie D ain't here, shoot, I can't have, I can't eat lunch today, and it's like, or like, what was it, two days ago, and I was like, hey Ben, what you doing on this one day, and like, I kind of scheduled it, but then I had to change it because of other things, you know, so you can, I'll say overrated, but it's a good thing to have, right? But not as organized as, like, Dr. McPherson. Exactly. Like, you better... Please have, like, variety in life or you'll be like me. Be me at the end of... You'd be me at the end of first semester where it was, like, in my rhythm so much that when finals week came up... First of all, finals week came up. I was like, huh? I'm a, I'm a comm major, so, like, whatever. What are finals? And the finals came up. We came up. I was like, I'd wake up. I'm like, I don't have my 9 a.m. today. 
I guess I'll sleep until 2, and I would. Yikes. So, you know, organization's overrated. Um, yeah. Actually, I'll throw in one more random over-under. Or, not over-under. It's uh, overrated-underrated, because that's the title of the segment that I've just made. Um, the final thing, mechanical pencils. So I'm holding one in my hand. I found this in Hunzi's. It's a really nice one. Underrated. Thank you. Underrated, yeah. They're, uh, all you need to do is replace the lead. Exactly. It's not lead. It's graphite. You don't have to. Well, you know what? I'm going to take this bottled water yes. and just pour it all over you. That's that's why I feel. I would say that's baptism, but that's actually not baptism. That's, that's, just, that's not. Exactly. That, that would be bad. Exactly. That would be bad. I am not authorized to do such things. Exactly. That's for my father. Exactly. Um, I'll say... Um, Underrated because these things are clutch. Like wooden pencils are overrated. You can get splinters and stuff in your hands, even though you actually don't. Has <laughs> that actually ever happened? No. I have never once heard of that in my life. Exactly, but we're just gonna move past that. I mean, like you sharpen them, and then they get down to a nub, and then they're gone, and then they're just kind of. And you have to pay for a bunch of ones. And like the sharpening part is like the worst. It's like you gotta get up during class. It's like it's either got the hand crank ones, so or you're like, and you're like reeling in a fish or something, or it's the. Like, like electronic one but then I, one thing I will say on the flip side of um, this technically isn't a graphite pencil it was a pen it was a pencil slash black pen slash red pen thing where you could like rotate it around um, my sophomore year I still have the graphite in my hand uh, my right hand it's like right underneath in my palm right underneath the knuckle where the pointer finger starts I got graphite in my hand because it was Geometry class, right before class, and I lent my pen out to Jessie Holder, and she used it, and she threw it back to me, but there was like a little, on the end of the pencil was like a metal part, and she hadn't put the lead, the graphite back in, and so it stabbed me, and then the graphite is still in my hand, so thanks, Jessie, for that. Yeah, there you go, Ben. Didn't think you'd hear about graphite poisoning today, would you? I did not. I will single hand whenever anything bad happens. I'll single handedly refer back to that moment. That's why I'm the way I am today. If it's a negative thing or if it's a positive thing, my condolences. Yeah, I didn't need it. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, all right. Um, so that is the ending to this podcast of the This Is an Organized podcast, where we talked about quarterbacks and then graphite. And other things. It's graphite, Ben. I've taught you another thing. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel educated. Young grasshopper. <laughs> um, now, it's, um, I don't know what time it is. If you're still listening at the end of this, shouts out to you. Um, if I was a professional podcast, I've had, I've had, would have had an ad read or two, but no, I'm poor and I'm not famous, so we're we'll, not going to we'll get, get an ad read. We'll get you there. Um, fake ad read. I'll just do one. I'll just read off of Ben. Bethany Luthen College, welcome to the library. Tobacco use is not allowed in this building. Please refrain from using tobacco in any form. Thank you, exclamation point. Then you got the food and drink policy where you got individually wrapped food and drink. Individually wrapped food and covered drinks. Uh, ben, you want to read off the things that they've banned? Uh, no pizza, no takeout, and no hot food or cafeteria food. Exactly, and despite that, people still do it, and I low-key still do it all the time. So it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. Listen to the rules, especially the smoking one, because smoking is bad for you. Um, that's what we're going to leave you on. Smoking is bad for you. Thank you for listening to the This Is An Organized Podcast. I'm Josh Milling. I don't think I said that enough. Um, yeah. Things. It's okay. All right. And, and say and, your name. And I'm Ben Twight. Yes. 
Um, and um, we'll figure out how this is going to work in things. And I'll have Ben on for more things because he's a good guy to talk to. He's not a great guy to talk to. He's a good guy just to talk good. to. Yeah, just, just good. Just good. It's like a third-round pick. Exactly. Well, Russell was a third-round pick, so. I know. Should underrated say, talent. See, I'm underrated. Sure. I'd, I'm like an undrafted free agent. Well, you know. All right. right. Thank you for listening. I think if you are still listening, I'm sorry if you actually are still listening. All right. Bye. Just a quick update. Uh, Soon after we recorded this podcast, Cole McDonald, a junior from the University of Hawaii, declared for the draft. My personal take on him is he put up great numbers, but because of his offense, it inflated it kind of like Texas Tech quarterbacks. But McDonald isn't like a Patrick Mahomes where he was actually really, really good and just the system made him look even crazier. Uh, for me, McDonald doesn't really have a great arm. He doesn't really have great decision-making either. I remember the first game of the season, he threw for five touchdowns and 400 yards, but he also had four interceptions. And then he got benched, um, which is kind of a reason I think that he went to the NFL. There wasn't much else that he could have done at Hawaii. Um, the backup quarterback... Um, freshman his name escapes me right now but he came in and he threw for 900 yards uh, eight touchdowns was fairly effective himself and i felt like if mcdonald had come back this season or for next season um he would have had to battle with this now a sophomore quarterback so i think uh, it's a good decision for mcdonald i guess um this is a guy honestly if he goes to the canadian football league in that league with their rules and how they pass it i think mcdonald could thrive the NFL, I uh, know he might bounce around and float around and not be that good. He'd be like a seventh-round pick at the best. Uh, but I'm cheering for him. So there you go.